What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats on the Out of Collective Network. My name is John Kroom. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review as it helps us out quite a bit. If this is your first time listening to the Coffee and Van Chats podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're coming from some of the other podcasts that are on the Out of Collective Network, welcome. Uh, we're so glad to have you uh, listening to this podcast. But anyways, we're going to dive into this week's episode, and that is with Katie Keogh. Uh Katie Keogh is a professional cyclocross racer, uh, or ex-professional cyclocross racer and road racer. And uh, yeah, she has loads and loads and loads and loads of experience, but recently retired from cycling due to some mental health um, mental health issues and honestly just you know looking for a new avenue of life like she felt like she had done it and honestly we sit down and we talk about how we can manage mental health and how athletes deal with mental health on a frequent basis so please sit back relax and enjoy this episode but first let's hear a quick message for our sponsors and back for another episode is drink simple guys if you haven't already please make sure you check out drink simple um it's maple water it's better than coconut water it cures hangovers and it's probably some of the best water out there so if you haven't already please make sure you go check out drinksimple.com we'll put a link down in the description below you can get some maple water for your enjoyment um also back for another episode is goo goo energy i'm a huge fan of their hydration tablets they like fizz up and they're like this super good uh like almost like a soda um, or a seltzer water of hydration tablets filled with electrolytes and all that good stuff. But they also have like goos and uh, protein powders. I also love their Roctane, which is their uh, carbohydrate mix filled with some caffeine and honestly some denser carbohydrates. So please be sure to check that out at goo.com or gooenergy.com. We'll put a link down in the description below. And another ad that hasn't been back in a while, but is back for this episode is Woodchuck Cider. Guys, it is fall season and that means that i love a good cider on a good colorado crisps fall day just sitting out watching the leaves and uh yeah being all nostalgic and shit so be sure to go check out woodchuck cider we'll put a link down in the description below that's woodchuck cider um yeah so other than that enough of the ads let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats on the Out of Collective Network. My name is John Kroom, and I'm sitting here with Katie Keogh, who, I mean, we met, well, I met your husband first, I think. We met at a Christmas party. You probably don't remember. but I, we, we, Yeah, we, I think it was the Christmas party. It might have been Thanksgiving, but we met there like Thanksgiving. briefly, and then... And then I rode bikes with your husband, which was kind of cool for me. I was like kind of a fangirl, you know, when I was growing up in the sport, like your husband was the bee's knees, man. And so like, I was really excited about, and then I knew you from like all the Jeremy powers behind the barriers and just like watching that whole thing. It was like a cat four. And then we did that whole USA cycling. What was it? Like, it was pretty much like mental health thing. And I yeah. was like, Whoa, you're cool. <laughs> and so and so yeah and so that's why i kind of wanted to bring you on and then especially after you know now that the season's wound down and you were working with the blazers but anyways for people who don't know you let's just dive straight into it who are you what's your background you know because what i've found in cycling it's like you can be the top level of the sport and if you're out for like two years like you show up on a group ride and nobody knows who you are it's really it's kind of funny how that works out isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah but i don't think that's the worst thing yeah it's not it's not yeah, yeah no uh, kind of kind of interesting but yeah um 
Yeah, I'm Katie. I am 30 years old. I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, I'm from Wisconsin originally, um, but we, right when I finished college at Marion University, um, right when I graduated, I moved out to Colorado as fast as I could. Um, vacationed here as a as a young young kid with my family and just always wanted to like get out be in Colorado so I've been here the past seven years I think and love it like not seeing myself going anywhere ever probably um it's a great it's a great place um and I'm almost a year out from stepping away from sport uh so that's been a very interesting year and um lots lots to say about that but yeah no I just I I yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and so it was I think the reason why it was so big is it was like it kind of just all came out of nowhere. Like it wasn't like uh and there was and and I think with you and correct me if I'm wrong, like there there was like a solid moment where there was like a you were dealing with some health issues and then you also dealt with some like uh like you really like there, there was like one year where I thought you retired but then you were back. Right? Isn't is that not right? Yeah. And so yeah, like so, yeah. I mean, yeah, I raced with Cannondale Cyclocross World for 11, 12, 12 years, 12 seasons. And um, that the fall or the winter of 2022, I was planning to be done. So I was going to plan to end my career in Fayetteville at the World Championships. Um, and instead of doing that, I ended up um, finishing my career in the at the world cup in Fayetteville, but that was in October. So I just ended a, um, a handful of months short, but definitely wasn't how I envisioned, um, my time in the sport coming to an end or anything like that. Like, um, but for me it had, it was just, it got to that point where I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. So for, for my sake and like my, my circle's sake of people around me. I'm just, I, I need to be done. So, um, yeah, I was kind of like a, a long time coming. Like I, I was hanging on by a thread for, I'd say maybe like three years, two or three years. So, um, and why was yeah. that? Like, like why, why was that necessarily? Yeah, I think, um, in 2017 and 2018, uh, those two seasons were like the peak of my career and I pretty much experienced everything you could in the sport aside from standing on a world championship podium. So um, I think that I, I learned that for me, the feelings of like standing on the top of a world cup podium and, and world cup overall podiums and consistent second and thirds in world cups and stuff, it was just like, that wasn't, I wasn't getting the feeling of, I guess that long story short, it just wasn't what I thought it would be for me. Um, yeah. And I, I battled with that once I achieved like the top of the sport, pretty much. I was just like, I can't figure out how to do this for me in a healthy way. I'm not motivated. I'm not excited about it. And it was just battling, trying to feel differently because I didn't want to feel that way. Right. Like I wanted to have fun in the sport. I wanted to keep doing it. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't figure that out. And, and at the end of the day, then that just meant for me that I needed to be done and like start the next chapter of my life and, and move on from sport. And, and, um, yeah, so I just wasn't 
it wasn't for me anymore, I guess. Right. Like if you're not having fun doing something, then you should probably. I was, I was literally about to say that, but isn't that a funny comment? Like, you know, when you're an athlete and like people say that to you, you're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm obviously having fun. Like, you know, whatever, but you're not like, you, you know, and you know, like deep down you're not either, but you're like, it's like just that one thing that you tune off. And so like, you know, for a kid who, you know, and maybe not even a kid, you know, it's like uh, everybody tries to go to these juniors and they're like, Oh yeah. Like if you could tell a junior something, no, if you could tell a 25 year old who's maybe a couple years out of college and their parents are like, Hey, Hey, you know, Steve, or Hey, Sarah, it's your opportunity. Like, I understand that you still want to chase this dream, blah, 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 but you're on your own. And it gets hard when you're kind of starting to get older and you're on your own and whatever else what's your kind of feedback to an athlete that's you know what i mean like that's kind of yeah. feeling that no fun no more kind of thing without giving them the cliche like if you're not having fun just move on you know well for sure and i was definitely terrified to admit that i wasn't enjoying it anymore and to yeah. admit to myself and to the people around me that i wasn't having fun and that I wasn't passionate about it anymore. Like I did, my fire was gone. And that was a super scary thing to admit because you feel guilty. Like people would kill to be in the position that I'm in. People would, you know, love to achieve the results that I've achieved or love to be on Cannondale, like in that great team environment and stuff like that. But especially I, back then. Yeah. Yes. So I felt super guilty and ashamed of like what I was feeling. So I think that's another reason why I, why it took me so long to like accept it and to admit it because I was like, what's wrong with me? Why am I feeling this? But I would just sit my advice to anyone in, in sport that's like, you know, struggling to keep the dream alive, but then also like, you know, in that weird transition phase is to just be honest with yourself and give yourself space to, to really think and evaluate and like feel if it's, what's best for you because it can be scary to like stop and step away because you think what are people going to think of me like this is you know just all those negative things in your mind but or like um, hey i know i went to college but i've been out of college for what five six years and my yeah. my closest experience is you know me being in europe racing world cups and i don't know how that translates to the work world and you know what i mean and so it's like well now what like yeah because the moment i quit I, I have no money, right? It's, scary. <laughs> it's definitely so... a scary like transition. And it's and it's harder than I thought it would be, even though I went into the transition like pretty prepared and had some other stuff lined up. It was still like nothing that I could have ever planned or expected for. Um, so yeah, I would just say surround yourself with a good environment and just be kind to yourself and show yourself some grace because it's definitely a tricky thing to navigate and and it's not one path fits all at all so yeah for sure and so it's kind of like hey you know you don't have to have a you don't have to have a life set up post no you just have no. yeah yeah because i think i think that's how yeah because i i think that was my biggest fear when i kind of was starting to step away this year it was like well shit now what you know yep. it's like you know trying to find a job or like is somebody gonna hire me and like and so, yeah, I'm kind of, I was kind of interested to hear that from you, especially because of how professional you were in the sport. Like there's, there's a lot of professionals and like low level professionals that kind of like, I know you coached, right? 
you kind of I still do, on the yeah. side. You yeah. still coach on the side and then yeah, like Yeah, but I did that uh, while I was coaching. Yes. And then you you guys you guys and Russ and all them that you got the Airbnb kind of thing going on still. Yeah. Yeah, Luke um he my husband, he um flips and builds properties so um we have a few of those that i manage and clean when i'm home and all that stuff so yeah, yeah we had that set up before we trans transitioned out of sport and i was coaching and stuff so there was something to like fall back on but again yeah. it's, it's totally this past year has been like nothing i ever could have planned or thought for and it was a whirlwind of emotions and navigating and um, just, I mean, when you spend 15 years of your life being an athlete and like having a path for your life and like, this is what I'm doing. And then all of a sudden you're not doing that anymore. It's, it's terrifying and like very, a very interesting space to be in because it's, it's a vulnerable space to be in a very vulnerable space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like one of those things too. And I, I bet you probably went through this where it's like, well, if I stop, what if I made the wrong decision? Can I come back? You know what I mean? Um, it's like, I didn't experience did that, that happen. You didn't no. experience that at all. And so like, no. my thing was, is like, I got nervous. Like if I stopped and then I was wondering like, well, if I want to go back, like, will I even want to do the training to get back to the left? You know what I mean? And it's mm -hmm. like, and so that was my biggest worry. But then like, I, it felt good because it's, but did you feel like it was one of those things too, where it was like, once the fire was out, it didn't matter how many, how hard you kept trying to restart it. It was out. Like it was, yep. it was, it was, yeah. And then that's what I mean by the couple of years I tried and tried and tried yeah. to like feel differently or get it back. But there, for me, there was no getting it back. It was, it was been there, done that. Um, and then just being brave enough to like admit that to myself and transition or to like, so when was, down. So when was the first time that you were like, I think my fire's out? Like uh, you, 2000, you probably 2018. 2018, uh, right Whoa. after I won my, uh, right after I won the World Cup. Like the next morning, I woke up and I was like, that was the that was my downfall. <laughs> wow! Yeah. And so yeah. like you tried to hang on and train and push through that for what was that it's like two years and did you you pushed through the covid too i did oh, <laughs> and that and yeah. yes and i i've said to people i'm like that's the de that's the definition of insanity after a certain point where you keep trying something expecting different yeah. results and it's not happening and then mm. so i was like nope yeah okay and then and then so you know one of these things is you you talked about mental health and like you know, we met in like through a mental health panel and I don't even really remember what, what that panel was really for or what it was on. I think it was, think for, it was, with it was for us. Yeah. But we weren't talking to people, were we? I don't oh. really remember. It was like, it was like, it was like a bunch of people who were in the sport of cycling who had mental health issues, explaining their mental health issues to a bunch of people with mental health issues. It was kind of <laughs> nice. It was, it was kind of like, it was kind of it nice. It was because it was like, Oh, I'm not alone in this. Yeah, um, and yeah. so, so that being said and not being alone in this, you know, what's, what's kind of some advice for some athletes that maybe be battling mental health. Like if you could, cause I bet that I know with me, like if I could go back, I think I would have talked to somebody sooner. You know what I mean? And like, I would have opened up about it sooner and not felt so ashamed. And so I guess my goal is with you is, 
being on this podcast is, you know, is there some advice that you would give an athlete that might be battling some mental health? And they, my thing is, is like, it's kind of goes back to like, Oh, I think I'm having fun. I think I'm having fun. It's like, I think I don't have mental problems. I think I don't have mental mm -hmm. problems, but what's, what's mm -hmm. your advice on that? Yeah, I would say, um, definitely find, uh, an environment, like a group, right? Like a, you know, you yeah. ride with people on Saturdays on the group ride or something, you know, like talk to people when you're out on group rides or, you know, even just message, message people on social media or anything like, um, um, like racers that you like to follow or athletes that you like to follow. You never know if they'll respond to you. Most of the time they probably will. And I think just know that if you have that little group or that little community, or you're brave enough to like reach out to someone, don't, don't be afraid to talk and ask questions and, and know that you 99.9% .9 of the time are not the only one experiencing what you're feeling. And for some yeah. people, mental health issues can be a come and go thing. You can experience it at a certain season of your life and then that's it. Some other people struggle with them for forever. So it's like such a broad range of, of feelings and experiences. And I just think I, it, the minute you feel something that feels unfamiliar or a bit scary, I would encourage you to immediately reach out because it's not healthy or good for you to like bottle those things up because that's how it snowballs. And then you can find yourself getting in trouble or like needing to work through a bunch of stuff versus if you just had re been brave enough to like reach out um, right away kind of thing. And there's so many resources and so many people that are out there that are able to help you. And it's just, I think just being brave in that, in that moment or that season of your life is like super important because it can, it can, it will benefit you, you know, to like, for sure, for sure. Ask for help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that's awesome. And, and I'm glad that we kind of like just dove straight into it. But what I also think is interesting too, is like, not only did you go from like a lot of people didn't know about probably your Airbnb life and, and some of the yeah. other at home stuff, but, um, you know, you went straight with the Miami Blazers and then you raced a little bit with Legion, but you became oh, like super. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so like you were like superhero team mom for, uh, oh. for the Blazers. Yeah. So I, um, before I kind of got, uh, before I got in Canada, like I spent my, all my junior years and early U23 years racing on the road. I did like junior worlds and stuff and then raced a lot with the national team on the road um, from like 19 to 24 years old. I, I raced on Nicholas, Nicola Cranmer's road program for a while, uh, Silence for a bit. Like I, I had my stint on the road, um, grew up racing juniors, um, with Corinne Rivera, who's my really, really good friend, college roommate. And she grew up with Justin Williams and Kit Carson. So I was connected to them through her, you know, just classic junior racing. You, you do that. You see them, everybody at nationals, like kind of in that yeah, yeah. group. Um, so, and then my last couple, my last year on the road or my last year leading into the, my last cross season, um, I guess rode with Legion, um, just with Skylar Schneider's from Wisconsin. So had that connection with her again, Kit and Justin, I grew up with, and it's Justin's program. And then Kit was working with it. So, um, I knew that I wasn't going to be racing that following year. 
So I had just um, explored opportunities to find a job after cycling. And that ended up being um, with Williams Racing in that umbrella. And it kind of my job title and role kind of changed a few times before I ended up with the Blazers. So I guess my title was like field operations lead slash travel and logistics. Um, and then that, that was a bunch of umbrella stuff under that, but yeah, I did that this past season. Um, so like through, the, you know, the leading into the season and then the whole season. So like eight, eight months I was doing that, yeah. but that was a whirlwind. That was, I learned, <laughs> I learned so much in that eight months. It was like a crash course in, um, just business and communication and organization and planning and logistics, but I love planning and I love logistics. So it was like all right up my alley and yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun experience, but just one of the reasons why I stopped racing was because I wanted to be home more and didn't want to travel that on my yeah. long list. I stopped, but um, yeah. that was one of the things. And my role with the Blazers, I was literally never home. Like I, I can I only was, imagine. Yeah, I was gone more in that job than I was like when I was racing. So quickly learned that this is not going to be a sustainable position for me. So I'm no longer doing that. But um, no, I really enjoyed it. It was a really fun um, learning experience for me, and it was um, a cool, a cool, a cool thing. So yeah. Yeah. And I think you're even underselling yourself a little bit because, you know, I knew Connor Sally pretty well. And like you were at the hospital with that guy for like when he had that bad crash at speed week and you're like communicating with girlfriends and family and like you're doing it all. It's like 24 seven. Yeah. And that, in that situation too, I even just learned a lot about like how to go about. And when you're dealing with an, an extremely in pain, like not thinking clearly Connor, then it's like, you know, I, <laughs> So it was, it was, yeah, I yeah. learned a lot and it was a good opportunity. I'm grateful for the opportunity to have been able to work in that role. So, yeah. No, that's awesome. And so w what's next for Katie? Katie wants to be home. Mm -hmm. Katie. Yeah. What, what's next for you? Do you have anything on the table, anything on the docket? Yeah. So we have a really good, Luke and I have like a really good friend group here. Um, that I just want to be home and like be able to do trail runs with my friends and like, moto rides with my friends and um just kind of learn and experience what it's like to be a normal human being that just you know i've never really had that so um getting that figured out like just experiencing home life and then i have i'm currently interviewing with like a couple other companies um at the moment in the industry so um yeah yeah, we'll see what happens with that. And then, yeah, we just have the properties. And then I coach with um, Kristen Armstrong's lifestyle coaching um, company, which that's been a really fun experience. I get to work with junior athletes. And then I also manage um, Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge 2024 junior program. So I did that this past season, and I'll do that again this coming year for 2023. Um, just we have like 30 junior women on the team. And we're restructuring wow. how that uh, is going to look this next year. But that's something that I find a lot of purpose and like passion for to work with the young, young women. Um, because I didn't really have that when I was racing 
um, growing up. So it's fun to just have like a team environment of all girls like your age, you know, and just be able to learn and experience things with them. So that's super cool thing to be involved in. I'm proud to, um, have some involvement in that. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. Just enjoy time at home and, and still be involved in the sport, but a healthy, in a healthy way. (laughs) Yeah. On your, kind of on your terms, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a little bit cleaner and a little bit healthier to do it that way. And I guess you're not traveling as much with 2024, huh? No, we don't travel very much with that. We did, I'll go to like the national championships and then we did one spring break camp. So we'll probably do something like that again, but it's like four or five trips out of the whole year, not every weekend for eight months. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, on top of like you're pretty much you're pretty much in two places at once sometimes yeah. being yeah. you know running a crit team like that and so mm-hmm. no that's awesome. Well, I don't want to keep you all day. I have one more question for you though. Um and this one has nothing to do with cycling and I was wondering if I should prep you for it, but I was like, "Nah, I never prep anyone for this question." And and the reason for that is is because I love to hear what they have to say. So unless you listen to the podcast, uh which most of our guests don't, but it's totally cool. Um if you could have a cup of coffee with one individual, dead or alive, who would that individual be? And then how would you take your coffee and why? Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, see? <laughs> and this is the whole point of this. The whole point of this stump is that I feel like if you ever got a, a huge opportunity like this, it'd be like a quick thing. Like you would have to, you'd have to I know my quick. answer. Yep. Right, okay. So I'd want to have, I'd want to have coffee with, Queen Elizabeth, the queen of it. The, the, Whoa. Yes. Um, most I, recent? I, most recent, yes. Um, that would be who I'd want to have coffee with. I've, I've, I like history, and I have read a lot about her. I've watched a lot of documentaries about her, and I love The Crown. The Crown is so good. If yeah. you haven't watched it, you should. And I literally fact-checked like every single thing. I would pause the show and I would fact-check it and then read about it. And I'd be like, they they portrayed that pretty accurately. That happened. That didn't happen. You know. Um, but that would be who I'd want to have coffee with. I do not drink coffee. Um, so I would get, a, depending on the weather, I'd get a chai latte and with oat milk. And then if it was cold out, I'd have that warm and if it's hot i'd do iced <laughs> <laughs> well do you think you would have to have a tea because you're drinking your, your yeah well it depends where we are we'll probably be in england right <laughs> and then i'd have to have yeah, tea yeah. and i would do english breakfast a tea on oh. cannondale for five years is gary wolf and he's from england he's like this british british guy you know so yeah we would we would do tea i guess yeah and crumpets <laughs> And crumpets. I don't even know what it. What is a crumpet? I don't know. I just know of the word. <laughs> you just know it goes with tea. Sorry, I didn't like mean to biscuit, put you on the spot. A biscuit, a biscuit, or cookie, or something. I don't know. But um, know. that would be my answer. Yeah, I would like to ask her. I mean, she just lived like such a long life, and the it's actually insane. Yeah, everything she experienced in her life is just yeah. mind blowing. Like, I don't think the people there was she any... met. Yes, and the... yes, I, and, and like just time periods and and world events that she experienced is just crazy 
Well, this makes me sound like an asshole, but I feel like when people get knighted, it's just so she can meet these individuals. Cause I'm just like, man, that's so cool. But then they love it too. They love to be like, sir, you know, whatever. And it's like, that's sick. But yeah. But anyway, Katie, (laughs) Katie, thank you so much for jumping on and and being vulnerable and letting us know it guys. If you have any questions or you just want to shoot either one of us a message, don't hesitate. I'll put our links to our Instagrams down in the description below. I'll also put my email down in the description below. If you want it to be super, super long and you want to get something to Katie, I'll make sure that I send it her way. Um, but other than that, guys, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks, Ron. Cheers. Thank you.